this is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 244th episode of Talk Direction. And today is a very Harry episode. So um, our podcast name is uh, very correct today. (laughs) I feel like there was a better way to say that. (laughs) Um, But pretty much we're only talking about Harry. Um... So yeah, if you're a Harry fan, get excited because we're talking about uh, Don't Worry Darling updates, which is the movie Harry is currently filming or it's coming to a close. He may have had his last day on set already, but we're still getting a couple new sort of behind the scenes shots. Um, And then the confirmation of Harry being in the movie My Policeman or in the movie based on the book My Policeman. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but before we get into that, we wanted to remind everyone that we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash talk direction. And this is where you guys can support us, support the show. Um, but we've also made a really nice community over there where like we talk to you guys. It's quite small. There's only like, what, 30 people maybe, um, and mm-hmm. we do like bonus episodes. So every time we record, now we're only recording main episodes twice a month. Um, but we record four different mini episodes as well. So those are half hour, although they lean way higher than half hour <laughs> long <Yeah>. episodes <laughs> called Talk Direction Down Low, um, where we talk about everything. We did an Evermore re- album review for Taylor Swift's newest album. We also talk about like random things about the boys that don't quite fit the main show. Maybe we feel uncomfortable talking about it. Maybe we need to swear a lot. I don't know. That all goes on <laughs> the Patreon. Um, and it's just kind of a more relaxed version of the show. We talk about like weird things. We talk about our lives. We talk about One Direction. Um, so if you're interested in any of that, definitely go check out patreon.com slash talk direction. You can like support us for $1, $250, $5, $10 a month, whatever you choose. Um, and it's really awesome because it helps us save for live shows eventually when those come back. So we really appreciate everyone over there on our Patreon. Um, but yeah, let's jump into the, to the news that we have. Um, I can already tell I'm going to be talking a lot. I know. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> spitty and out of breath. <laughs> um, excuse my cardio endurance, y'all. Um, so Harry is confirmed for my policeman. We've had like sort of a confirmation a long time ago, but it wasn't official official And there was rumors even before that. And like way back last February, he was seen carrying the book, My Policeman, around. Little did we know he was probably reading it because he was auditioning for the part um, in the movie. So anyway, now we have a real official confirmation that Harry will be in this movie alongside Emma Corrin, um, who is replaced 
who's replacing Lily James, who was like originally rumored to be playing the role, which sad loss with Lily James because <laughs> I really love her. But yeah, I was excited <laughs> about that. I know she's she's a real real catch. Um, but we have Emma Corrin. I don't really know her. I know she plays Princess Diana in The Crown on Netflix. Um, and she's supposed to be like a great up and coming actress. Um, so I think that will work out well. Um, but yeah, so this movie is going to be adapted for Amazon. They bought the rights to it and there's not a release date at the moment, but I would say it's supposed to start filming in April. Mm. So we're probably not going to get it this year, maybe 2022. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah i thought we could oh and fun fact harry lambert who's harry stylist is also the stylist of emma corin and harry has known like known her before and he actually dog sat once for emma Um, (laughs) yeah that was like in an interview somewhere that she had like that he dog sat for her that's so So, funny yeah so they like know each other which is good um i feel like that like makes people more comfortable on set um yeah. yeah that's really cool um so i wanted to remind everyone what my policeman was about so really we have this book my policeman but they're doing sort of an adaptation of it we don't know how much it'll be similar to the book um if there'll be things changed but i pulled like two different descriptions from two different magazines lucia do you want to read the one um from dazed yes The queer love story will revolve around Marion, a school teacher, and her relationship with Tom, a policeman, played by Styles. The arrival of an elderly man named Patrick triggers the exploration of seismic events from 40 years previous, namely Tom and Patrick's relationship at a time when homosexuality was illegal. Taking inspiration from the setting of the original novel, 1950s Brighton, the film is set to pick up in the late 1990s and then do you want to read the harper's bazaar version yeah according to the book synopsis the story focuses on a heartbreaking love triangle in 1950s brighton england a a woman named marion falls in love with a man named tom years later tom strikes up a romance with a man named patrick after they meet at a museum with homophobia rampant during the time period it's safer for tom a policeman to marry marion So she and Patrick have to secretly share him until one of them breaks and their three lives are destroyed. Deadline reported that the film adaptation begins in the 1990s. An encounter between the elderly Tom and Patrick spurs them to revisit their love affair 40 years prior. Further plot details for the on-screen drama are still unknown. Ooh, I feel like this is more information than last time we read it. Definitely. It makes more sense to me. I'm like... I the the thing that's striking me first right now is the fact that they're gonna age up Harry with makeup to make him look like an old man. <laughs> that's really striking me. That will be really interesting to see. Yeah. Oh my god. My so, voice is so hoarse reading because even though we just started recording, I've been ranting to Caitlin for about an hour and a half <laughs> about my personal life drama. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, you've got a hoarse voice. I've got like a spitty out of breath voice. We really make a pair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It seems like, so uh, Emma Corrin will play Marion, who is married to Tom, i.e. Harry. 
and the love interest Patrick has not yet been cast so we don't know that yet um but presumably there'll be like another dude who's cast as the love interest Mm -hmm. and I guess it seems like it's gonna start off in the 90s when they're old and like I've seen another description where it's like um a sickly Patrick ends up moving in with the couple I think and, like, that's they the... have to take care of him. Yeah. I remember reading that, too. I think that was maybe the novel. Okay. I yeah, think in I the don't... novel, it starts like that. Like, they're, it's, like, starts with them in later life, and then they kind of mm. do, like, flashbacks to tell the story. It's so interesting. So, yeah, it seems like somehow maybe a sickly Patrick moves in to be taken care of by this couple who has a has a history with him and like they go back and sort of see what happened mm-hmm. when they were younger where there was a, this affair and um yeah yeah and dealing with just like homophobia at the time and probably homophobia in the 90s too I imagine like yeah maybe that will be part of it mm-hmm. um and yeah it seems like a really interesting story I know that last time when we first heard about this we kind of went on talk direction down low on our patreon and talked about like our concerns about you know portraying queer stories and telling you know who's making the queer stories what do these queer stories look like Um, are they always revolving around you know homophobia and sadness or are there also positive queer stories and are there queer people telling the queer stories like we went into Mm. it and talked about like the author and whether (laughs) she's queer and like the directors and like what it means and all this stuff um so you can go find that on our patreon if you're interested i feel Um, like we had did a full like 180 because at first we were like really excited because we're like oh my god like harry being involved with like a queer story and like this sounds really cool and then we found out that it was like written by like a for all like intents and purposes like a straight woman and that it was like her point it was like the point of view of the wife that was telling the story then we were like oh like i don't know what's it gonna be like and then stephanie shared some information with us that like the people who are writing the movie are gonna bring their own adaptation to it and then we were excited again (laughs) yes (laughs) so if you are concerned and didn't hear our talk on the patreon i wanted to read parts of what stephanie had sent us so that we can get a little bit more of an idea of who's creating this queer story stephanie is so smart i always feel like every time one of our listeners writes into us i'm always like why aren't you guys doing this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i know she really is so smart Um, Do you want to read uh, this condensed version of what she wrote? Yes. Um, Apparently the book is told from the wife's point of view as well as Patrick's. Um, So the guy Harry's character character falls for. That sounds really quite interesting. I also agree that it's important who is adapting it and who is the director, screenwriter, and producer. Oh, and that the director, screenwriter, and producer are all out gay men. Especially Greg Berlanti, who is producing, and Ron Nicewanner, who adopted the script, adapted the script, have a long history of creating films slash shows that are queer themed or feature queer characters and queer storylines. <clears throat> Most recently, Berlanti directed Love Simon, which to be fair wasn't my favorite, <laughs> and <laughs> produced slash wrote on a bunch of the DC superhero shows that feature a bunch of queer characters slash introduced a bunch of queer characters into the DC universe. Nice Warner wrote Philadelphia and Freeheld, amongst other things. 
Michael Grandage, the director, is a theater guy, which I find really interesting, too. Sarah Schechter, who works with Berlanti, is also producing, I think. She's a producer on shows like Batwoman, Supergirl, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and Doom Patrol. With Berlanti, I think, all of these shows aren't doing too badly with their queer queer representation either. I don't know how Philadelphia was originally received when it came out or how people felt about Freeheld, but this seems like a team that has a vested interest telling the story in a careful, considerate way. Um, are these plot, are these bullet points? Those are Should, not part of okay. Steph's writing. Yeah, that's my own stuff. Great. Um, so yeah, this was really helpful when we were sort of trying to figure out because it seems like a lot of the people who are actually making the movie are queer people themselves which I think is really important and have been doing work in the industry to tell more queer stories. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a real positive. And Mm -hmm. I hope they cast a queer uh, guy as Patrick. I hope that happens. (laughs) Um, Yeah, me too. That would be really cool. Um, I'm not super familiar with like a lot of the um, shows that, that Stephanie referenced, except like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina I watch and they do have a trans character that they've done like such an awesome job um, with um, and then also they've like made one of the characters a lesbian recently which I feel like people are going to know if you're watching the show but I don't want to give any spoilers so <laughs> I'll just leave it at that but it okay. feels like I feel like that show like the the queer like characters it feels really different um, mm. than like I feel like a lot of um, queer characters are like represented like historically. Um, It it, it definitely like feels like different. Yeah. Like you can tell when you can tell when a, when a character is like, you can tell when someone is like writing a queer character in like any kind of art from like the perspective of like being queer themselves or like having Mm. a lot of friends who are queer, like being in, in like the queer community versus like when it's written as just like, Oh, like we need to, queer character to like fill a quota right yeah definitely um that just reminded me of a tweet i saw today that was like (laughs) someone was someone said if i see another like tv show or movie where the guy like thanks the girl for ordering a real meal out at a restaurant i am gonna like be so mad (laughs) Oh my like God. you just know those oh, scenes where the guys are like, oh, yeah, you eat real food. Finally, yeah, a girl you're not who like other eats. girls. The most of the girls I see eat salads and then they're hungry. Like, oh my God, <laughs> you better you be skinny. Know. But I also want you to eat a lot of a lot yeah. of hamburgers. <laughs> oh Lord, when you you then you know the writer is probably not a woman, <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Or one with just, like, a lot of internalized misogyny. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so this was, like, really exciting news when we first, like, learned about all this, who's, like, actually making the film. Um, so that makes me excited. And I'm excited to see who's going to be cast as Harry's love interest. I heard some things that there's some pretty steamy moments in the book. Really? So, yeah, mm. apparently. Um, someone had posted a picture and it was a sex scene. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. We will see um, what actually happens on screen. Um, but do you have any ideas of who you'd want to play Harry's love interest? Patrick? Oh my God. That's a good question. I'm not going to have a good answer because I don't really care about 
men other than (laughs) (laughs) like who is a male actor i don't know right also like a british male actor yeah i don't i i mean i i'm sure if i like thought about it more i could i could come up with an answer but like off the top of my head i don't really know do you have do you have ideas i i don't i looked up british actors (laughs) and like all the ones that come up are like way too old like it's like idris elba like benedict cumberbatch like Mm. i'm not feeling like tom hiddleston no those feel like too old like we need someone in their like 20s like what's the skinny guy's name (laughs) daniel radcliffe (laughs) no (laughs) wait which which skinny guy um uh, mm, why can't I think of his name? It's like, it's like a name. Wait, it's a British actor. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. Let me Google British. I've looked actors. up queer British actors. I'm not sure. Hmm. Top ten LGBTQ celebrities. But is is it? Does it have to be a British actor? No. Because they can they, get anyone, right? I guess so. As long as they can do um, an accent. Oh, yeah. my God. If they... I, I hope they don't cast Ezra Miller. I swear to God. <laughs> Ezra has done some very questionable things. I know. It's so sad. It's very sad. I guess it could be uh, someone who can do an accent. Although I have I have high standards when it comes to accents. Mm. Mostly it's, though, American... I mean, British people trying to do American accents. And I'm like... Like, I love mm-hmm. Little Women. It was a great movie, but the majority of them could not do an American accent. And none of the people they cast for the four women were uh-huh. American, and they all had to fake accents. And the only one who could do oh. it was Florence Pugh. She was the only one. <laughs> like, really? All the rest of them couldn't do it very well. But maybe Americans are better at doing accents. I don't know. Like, who, yeah. who are some young queer actors? I don't know. Don't know any. I don't either. Listeners, Troy Sivan. I know Troy Sivan's an actor. (gasps) Oh, I love Troy Sivan. That would be pretty cool. Although I'm not sure he would fit the role. Yeah, I don't really know anything about. Like we don't really know much about the role, so. Yeah, it's hard to say. It is definitely hard to say. Um, but yeah, I wonder. I I would think we're gonna get that news soon, given that filming starting Mm -hmm. in april so over the next couple months at least we'll be finding out who that is it's Um, gonna be so exciting when we find out it it really is and it's just gonna be so so fun to see harry acting in a role like this i know i'm so excited yeah we're getting so much movie harry content i hope we get a lot of like behind the scenes when it starts kind of like with don't worry darling we've been getting a lot of pictures and like we find out stuff which yeah. like really feeds my soul so i hope that's mm-hmm. the same um for my policeman yeah and i really hope that they're that they're gonna find a way to like make it not just tragedy yeah like i like a sad movie just as much as the next person but it is very like <clears throat> um what's the word it's very it's done a lot, you know, the sad, tragic, mm. gay story. Yeah. Especially because, obviously, the theme, at least of the novel, is, like, around, you know, homophobia and, like, right. stuff like that. But I hope they find ways to, like, bring new something new to it and, like, make it more interesting than just, like, 
Yeah. And I think they will, based on, like, everything we've seen about who's involved in the movie. Maybe it'll end with, like, a 1990s queer wedding somehow. <laughs> like, well, I mean... They, like, like, they lost love, but then they find yeah. it in their old age. Or it could be something, like... Because I feel like the... The potent- I haven't read the book, but I feel like this, like uh, the story, this kind of story that I hear a lot is kind of like the woman is duped, like you know, like the the character Tom maybe like lied to Marion and like mm. married her even though he didn't love her, and she was kind of like a victim of of homophobia too because she like ended up in this like you know marriage with someone who was like faking, and then he had an affair right. with Patrick, you know, but I feel like they could also do a thing where like she knew about it the whole time. And they were all in it together, you know? Like, that could be a little a little twist. Yeah. That could or that, it, like, like, when she finds out she's supportive or, like, something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would be cool. I'm not sure that's how it will go. <laughs> I'm trying not to have cool. too high hopes because that never goes well. But, <laughs> but regardless, we'll get Harry in a queer film. <laughs> which yes. will be fun to watch <laughs> yes at the very least <laughs> at the very least even if it doesn't hit all our political agendas <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah what do you think in general of harry doing more films it seems like people keep canceling tours i have low hopes for any tours in 2021 yeah um, i don't think it's gonna happen i i'm glad harry's found an outlet for art to be able to do during mm-hmm. during this time yeah, I love it. I think it's so fun because partially because I feel like I really missed out on the first round of Harry actor Harry because I couldn't watch Dunkirk more than once and it was just traumatic for me because I'm just I don't like war movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like for me it feels like new. But also in Dunkirk, yeah. he had such a side role. Like this yes. movie, we're gonna be seeing this movie and Don't Worry, Darling. He has such more prominent yes. role. So it is going to be kind of seeing him for the first time, like yeah. really acting. And then and totally I think that's going to be so fun. Too. Like we had. Yes. I mean, we had I, actually there's similarities between the roles, honestly. But <laughs> we have yeah. like a war movie <laughs> where he's like an army person. Then we got Don't Worry Darling, where he's like, I don't know, an evil husband. <laughs> We're not going to like Harry in that movie. <laughs> no. And then we've got him as a. I don't know. It's he's a policeman, right? <laughs> so we yeah. have that. It's it's oh, I don't know. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of range. But I think it's also it's like a... a queer like romance like whatever. Right. So yeah, I mean Harry really is like like that's such such like quintessential Harry that he can like do these two roles because he is very yeah. much he's always been like that in his career. He can kind of like live in a bunch of different worlds. So I feel like this yeah. very much fits in with with what he's all about, you know. He's very like yeah, he's definitely. very versatile, um, and I feel like this is such a good thing to do because yeah, like no one's touring right now, and it's like yes, he could be writing more music, but also like maybe he doesn't want to just be like churning out music, you know. Right. Maybe he wants and to wait and not, tour. You know? Like he yeah, and he could writing. be having time to do both, and so I feel like it's a great a great use of his time to like yeah do some movies well yeah and we would have never on. gotten these if he was touring so right That's it's true. like given him an avenue to and especially now that he's like racking up movies he's in he's gonna get more and more opportunities if they do well like he's gonna yeah. be a wanted actor and like building his acting career which is awesome yeah 
um, there's not that many people who are both so successful in music and so successful in acting. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like dip into both, but to really be seen as like someone really like really high up in both fields and really Mm -hmm. well practiced is, is not as common. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anything else about my police spin or should we transition? Um, let's transition. <clears throat> I have something in my throat. <laughs> um, all right. So next movie. Don't worry, darling. We've gotten a lot of set pictures that I thought we could go through and just I discuss. hate <laughs> these pictures. I mean, I like the apron, but seeing Harry without tattoos and this hairstyle freaks me out. I'm I'm so I'm confused. So neither, neither Lucia nor I have read <laughs> the script that is like, the, don't worry, darling, is based off a script that was already written. We don't know how it's being adapted. We don't know if it's going to be the same. Like, we don't know how much of it is going to be aligned with the script. Um, but there is a script that you can get a whole bunch of more information on who Harry is and who his character is. And my sister actually read it. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. Yeah. So she knows. Um, and she was like, yeah, Harry has a huge part in it. He's like the number two biggest character. Um, so that's all very exciting. Um, but we will be talking about the photos we've seen. So if you don't want spoilers, move ahead. But neither of us know the script. So we're just going based on the photos that have come out from... <laughs> from set but some of them are a bit telling of what may happen so skip forward if you don't want to hear anything um so the first photo i have is a blood photo i've labeled all of them i've named the photos this one these first set is called blood and we've got florence who plays harry's wife who has a giant blood wound on her abdomen uh, it looks like maybe she was stabbed or shot and the blood went all over this nice white dress. Um, and then we have a picture of Harry who looks to have blood all over his white shirt and coming dripping off of, like a head wound or something. Um, don't know if it's his blood or someone else's blood. But yeah, there's <laughs> there's some violence that goes down in this movie. And I think yeah. we knew that, like given that it's a thriller and <clears throat> like kind of the plot of this movie seems to be that Florence lives in this like 1950s like community and she slowly discovers that things might not be as they seem and there might be something weird going on Mm -hmm. um so thoughts on the blood I mean I think that like I so I like since kind of since COVID I've gotten into this headspace where I really can't absorb like any kind of media that like makes me think very hard and so <laughs> i've just been listening to domestic thrillers and psychological thrillers Ooh. on audible like i listen to these audiobooks like just constantly i probably have listened to like 30 of them this year oh my god <laughs> and this is very much that like genre so i think like yeah. plot wise i'm gonna really love this movie but yeah. i think i'm gonna hate harry's character and i'm gonna hate seeing him oh, in this role sure. Because he's, like, some, like, like straight, like, probably serial killer dude. Yeah. Like, just seeing his body without tattoos, like, disturbs me. Like, <laughs> who is this white man? Like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, so there's these set pictures of Harry shirtless. And it looks like he's holding up 
these pants he's got on. Yeah. I'm not sure what, what he's holding up. Um, but it's almost as if they also did his tattoos on his legs and he's wearing these baggy things to get to set or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause he's definitely holding them on. Yeah. Um, but Sorry, you asked he, me specifically about the blood pictures, and I did I answered a different question. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We're jumping around here. Okay. Um, so we do have these pictures where his tattoos have been, like, removed by makeup. And it, yeah, you had a lot of feelings about this because it mm-hmm. freaks you out. Or is there, like, what else? What else is going through your head? I don't know. I just feel like. I think Harry is a really good actor, so I think he's going to be, like, very believable in this role, and it's going to be really weird, because we know, like, who he is as a person, and I think this character is probably going to be, like, the complete opposite of that. It's going to be really jarring. (laughs) We'll just need to have, like, the Vogue cover of him in the dress next to the, like, to the, next to the TV screen when we're watching, so we can, like, look over if need be to remind us who Harry is. I really can't imagine how long this makeup took to take off all his tattoos like the fact that he probably had to sit there forever (laughs) and cover up all his tattoos if he knew he was going to be going into acting i wonder if he would have gotten all those because every movie that he does right he's gonna have to cover them like that if they're not if his character isn't one who would have all the tattoos that he has that's a good point i'm thinking this is for some like sex scene because he's going shirtless and I don't know about these pants that he's wearing mm. look like they might be coming off <laughs> <laughs> any more do you think we're gonna see Harry murder someone I, I don't know that, that that blood stain on Florence's dress does not look like <laughs> a happy plus it doesn't look like a period stain for damn sure <laughs> Do you think we're going to see Harry get murdered? I don't know. I'm I don't know cuz he clearly has a lot of blood on his head and like but that could have been like yeah. a self-defense but she still gets murdered. I mean the blood on her stomach seems like a lot more like death. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, I would think he does the murdering, but maybe she ends up murdering him. Like I don't know. Like maybe it's a comeback mm-hmm. story where she's you know, she she ends up murdering him after figuring it all out that he's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very scary. Um, yeah. Oh, so the next one's the floral apron. Like a complete contrast to the other two pictures we've seen. <laughs> the blood. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, yeah, he's wearing... He's wearing the pants that he keeps wearing around set, like the suit pants with like the like the nice shoes. He's got a tank top on, one might wear underneath like a nice button up, and then it looks like Harry has opened up a button up. I don't know if that's his or like one that he's wearing for his character or just wearing because he's like walking outside, unclear. But he has this floral yellow apron tied around his waist, and it's just so in contrast to the character like the evil man patriarchal figure character I have in my head of Harry especially this one picture I've included where he's like got his arms out to the side like he's like singing like some like work song and like swinging his arms like la di da (laughs) Um, and he's got like a floral apron on so it's a really interesting contrast and I'm I'm wondering if that contrast is there to like freak us out like in a really thriller movie like type of scene where he's like got this pretty apron but like something horrifying is happening or like 
did Harry mm-hmm. just like put this on of his own volition or like what is right <laughs> what is going on like is this his character I'm confused <laughs> Also in this photo, Harry's carrying like a gallon jug of water. <laughs> Do you see this? Yes. And the thing is, he must have come down the ramp twice. Like he came down and then forgot his mm-hmm. water bottle. So he went back to go get it. And then he came down again because at one point yeah. he's not carrying the water bottle. And then at one point he is and Florence is next to him. And the other shots, Florence is right. not next to him. I'm. You can't really tell from these pictures. But if you see the bigger pictures, the non-cropped one, she's not there. So it's like he forgot his water yeah. bottle on set and had to go back and get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it looks like it looks like because Florence is wearing like this robe and these slippers over like a dress. So it looks like this is like her like set like, you know, cover up. And then it looks like Harry's is like this apron. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And the water Like he's bottle, wearing like, his. What? <laughs> like he's wearing his like set outfit yeah. and then he just like covered it up with an apron. <laughs> The water bottle, too. I saw people had, like, posted what it is. And it's, like, one that's, like, a motivating water bottle that's, like, you've almost drunk it. Keep going. Like, good job. Or something like really? that. Really? <laughs> or it's, like, encouraging you to drink water. Um, Amazing. But I saw one of the Don't Worry Darling update Twitters. I think it's called, like, Don't Worry Darling Spoilers, um, which has a lot of spoilers on it. So don't go there if you don't want to be spoiled. But they Whoa. were theorizing about, like, Harry and this apron and they're like maybe Olivia Wilde has taken a whole different take on this movie oh and my like God. <laughs> they're flipping all like the gender roles because apparently in the original script there was reference to all these like really sexist like 1950s ads and I have one on the Google Doc if you're uh-huh. on Patreon you can look at it um, <clears throat> one where like there's this woman crying and like a man's holding her and he's like don't worry darling you didn't burn the beer but like i.e she like burned everything else <laughs> and it's like a beer <laughs> a beer commercial um but people have re <laughs> is that where the where the title comes from oh oh you're right <laughs> maybe it's all based off these ads <laughs> i don't know if the other ads also had that uh phrase mm. um there's more on the don't worry darling uh twitter like they linked a whole bunch of them um, but someone's recreated this ad and instead it's like the, the wife has come home from working and it's like the man, her husband's in an apron and he's crying because he's burnt dinner. And she's the one who's saying, don't worry, darling, you didn't burn the beer. So <clears throat> given that Harry's the one in the apron, could this whole film be like a reversal of it or like somehow something? I don't know. Gender roles. That could be interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, it's, like, the same psychological thriller, except the wife, like, Florence is the... Yeah. Although I do hate when they make the woman crazy. Yeah, that's true. I do hate that trope. Because they'll do that as, like, a a plot twist, you know? (laughs) Like, oh, surprise, the wife's actually psycho. (laughs) And I don't like that. Yeah. I don't know, but there's this... I mean, it it can be done well, like, like in Gone Girl. Like, that was actually, like, that was very Mm. good was done well but sometimes it gets a little played out so we'll see why he ends up in his apron but it's a great look it really is um yeah and then and then finally i have these pictures because i didn't know what the hell was going on with these outfits that these two are wearing (laughs) um so all of the set pictures we've seen so far florence and harry are wearing like typical like 1950s outfits they fit the era like their hair fits the era etc etc then we get these two pictures of them walking off set or like off the set stage 
like not coming from their dressing rooms, not whatever. Like they're coming from the set and they're wearing these. I mean, Harry is in jeans, sneakers in this blue button down shirt, which does not seem like it's his own style. Like this doesn't look like something Harry usually wears when he's like wearing his own outfits. Plus when he's been on set, he's been wearing like very casual sweatpants, t-shirts, etc. And then Florence is wearing like a, a little flare skirt with a crop top. And I don't think this is her style either. So I don't really know what these outfits are. Harry's hair looks, it's like that straightened hair we've seen a couple times from him where it's, his hair has been straightened out. I don't, I don't know what this is. Do you have thoughts? I mean, Harry's hair and outfit definitely look to me like it's, it's, for the movie like a set outfit you think is this 1950s like this doesn't the shoes don't look it i don't know i mean maybe he put different shoes on because the shoes were uncomfortable or something Mm -hmm. i don't know so much about florence's but i feel like this button up and this hair definitely match like what's in my head for this movie and the jeans too harry's i don't i don't know i'm looking at 1950s jeans i don't know well, whatever it is, this looks weird. <laughs> I don't like this hair. Yeah. Wait, do we do we know that this movie is is one hundred percent gonna be in the fifties though? No, that's my questioning. To me, this seems like oh, there's been an era okay. jump, and now they're in a different yeah, I don't, time. Like none of this. I don't no, think like what floor like the entire movie. It's all been like classic, high ritzy, like stuff, and now like right. this uh, stuff that rings of like today like today's time yeah i mean i obviously haven't been paying that close attention to the movie (laughs) updates and i have not read the script so i don't actually know a lot but i feel like it seems like at least not the whole the whole movie is not going to be set in the 50s yeah i'm so confused i'm unless like this could be florence's outfit like that definitely could have been hers um harry's yeah. no that's some sort of something for the movie i don't get it yeah it's definitely some kind of movie outfit i feel like he, that could be in the fifth he could be wearing that in the 50s maybe but i don't know i'm not i'm, I'm looking at the pictures like it's all much more expert. high-waisted jeans and like mm. if you look at 50s outfits yeah, and I guess didn't we see like classic cars? Yeah, on the set. It's like literally point, Florence has been wearing like, like a you know you you what you would see like a woman yeah, wearing a dress right. like with her like poofy little dress and like, and like the updos yeah, too. Like very very old old fashioned. Yeah. And Harry's always in like these, you know, suits and high waisted and this just is so right. different. So I'm just very confused. Unless this is, maybe this yeah. is what Harry decided to wear to set today. <laughs> I don't know. He, maybe, maybe he's being a method actor and he's trying to stay oh. in character. He's like, I'm going to wear like a button up shirt and some jeans. I'm just so I'm trying to get into the mind of this man. Maybe he had know. like a meeting where he wanted to like look professional and he's taken off whatever jacket made his outfit look more normal. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, maybe there was a jacket at play. No, the hair. But it, I don't know. I just can't see him choosing to wear that shirt. No. On his own. It's so strange. (laughs) 
Like, it makes me think this is, like, another scene where there's, like, somehow some symbolism where it's, like, a modern-day couple and somehow it harkens back to the same themes we see in the 1950s couple or something. Yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. Don't like the hair on him. Yeah. <laughs> Bring no, back the curls. No. <laughs> um, finally, for this episode, I... It could... Wait, sorry. Sure. I just had one more thought. They could be doing a flashback thing, too. Like, mm. you know? they like Or a flash forward, you know? Yeah. Like, there could be... There could be um, scenes, like, from the future or, like... You know, they could do some time jump yeah. thing that could explain it. Potentially. I'm not sure if old lady Florence yeah. would wear this outfit, though. But there's got to be some no. sort of time time jump or scene. Yeah. Scene. I think you're on. I think you're got to be right <laughs> somehow. Because this just doesn't make sense. Because weren't there those pictures of Harry that it looked like he looked like mugshot pictures where he's wearing like an orange sweater? Yeah, but I would say like that's his like what he wore to set that day like because he's been wearing sweatsuits mm. but i feel like oh maybe it's just because he's wearing a mask i was gonna say like i haven't seen the mustache on the other photos but i guess he's been masked and all yeah. of them, so maybe he has a mustache for the whole movie yeah i don't know <laughs> if you guys have clarity on what this could be maybe they just wore these outfits like i don't know and harry decided to straighten his hair something <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. let us know <laughs> Um, so the last thing I have is Olivia Wilde did an interview with Variety and it's called their like directors on director series or director on director series where they have two directors have a conversation um, and the, Olivia Wilde was in conversation with Emerald Fennel, who directed Promising Young Woman did you see that movie Lucia? I didn't I but I saw it um, Someone was just telling me to watch it. Yeah. Was it you? Uh, I don't know. I don't think huh. I told you to watch it. <clears throat> it was a really good movie, though. Um, horrifying, <laughs> but really good. Yeah? Yeah. Prepare yourself when you watch it. I, yeah, I definitely oh. would prepare yourself. Um, okay. <laughs> it's very <laughs> horrifying. Is it a horror movie? Uh, it's like a thriller. Oh, yeah. okay. <clears throat> um, but be prepared that it's going to be horrifying in ways you don't okay. understand. <laughs> um, okay. But it was these <laughs> two directors sitting down um, and they had a great conversation. So if you want to like read the whole thing, um, it's on Variety. Just like look up Olivia Wilde, Emerald Fennel Variety director conversation. You'll find it. Um, but I pulled some quotes from Olivia Wilde's side of the conversation, just so I feel like we can get an idea of what she brings to the table as a director and like the movie she's creating, um, especially because she's been getting a lot of sh like hate lately for no reason. Um, and she seems like yeah. a really awesome director and person who uh, would be great to work with. So yeah, do you wanna read this first quote, Lucia? Yes. Uh, wait, where are we? Are we here? Um, yes, but let me give a little intro okay. to it. So this is her talking about her style on set where, you know, she her first movie that she directed was Booksmart, which came out. She directed it like three years ago, she said. Um, 
and she so she's coming into how she wants to be a director it's not like she's done a million movies so this is her explaining you know how she's trying to figure out how to be a director on set Mm -hmm. okay someone who's a very established actor and director in the industry gave me really terrible advice that was helpful because i just knew i had to do the opposite They said, listen, the way to get respect on a set, you have to have three arguments a day, three big arguments that that reinstate your power, remind everyone who's in charge, be the predator. That is the opposite of my process. And I want none of that. (laughs) Could you? I mean, three arguments a day. That sounds exhausting. Be the predator. I mean, that is everything that is wrong with the industry. Everything. Yeah. Oh. And to know that that's an established actor director, it's like there's only a few people that could be like, you know, you can go through the actor mm-hmm. directors in this world. And oh, um, so the fact that she's like, yep, I want absolutely none of that. And you should watch the video because she's really funny when she says that part. Yeah, there's the video to go along really? with this interview, by the way. Um, and she's like, yep. Thank you. Yep. I want absolutely none of that. I'm going to do exactly the opposite of everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then the next thing she talked about was um, uh, like the, the vibe she wants to create on set, I think. I'm just trying to read it as I go because there was multiple. Do you want to read this next one too? Yes. Um, Just the next one down. Okay. The no assholes policy, it puts everybody on the same level. I also noticed as an actress for years how the hierarchy of the set separated the actors from the crew in this very strange way that serves no one. I think actors would actually like to know more about what's happening there when you're pulling my focus. What is, oh, what is that lens change? But the idea of don't bother the actors and keep them separate and don't look at them. I think it makes everyone quite anxious. So... And if you, like, read more about what she talks about, she talks about, like, creating a really, like, equal playing field for everyone and, like, making sure everyone feels comfortable and competent and, like, not putting, like, the actors in their own, like, fancy trailers or whatever. Like, it's, like, everyone has a role. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets to know everyone, which I really, really like. Um, yeah. And then finally, she talked about sort of the restrictions she's had comparing book smart to don't worry darling and how to create like that sort of familial supportive community while during covid um so do you want to read the Mm -hmm. final bullet point but i definitely feel that my whole process on book smart was so heavily focused on creating a vibe because it was also young people there was a lot of music and food and everyone being able to dance together in between takes it actually made a huge difference warming everybody up into a really good groove that part is more difficult when everything is full of a little more anxiety and you have this separation. I'm a very cuddly person too. My instinct at every moment is to cuddle with everyone. I've had to stop myself and be like, no, you're being responsible. We had to, ha- we had to kind of sink into a groove in a different way. You're still trying to find that same rhythm because there's so much of what's, because that's so much of what it's all about. So, yeah, I definitely encourage everyone to go listen to that talk because um, Emerald Fennel says some really great things as well and talks about um, her movie. It might give spoilers. I don't remember. Or maybe it doesn't. But if you don't want to know anything about either movie or not, I don't think Olivia Wilde really talks about anything. But um, 
yeah definitely go check out that interview and I I don't know the interview is just like wow she she really is being intentional and purposeful about like creating a set that's open and supportive and I just love that energy and it seems like the film industry needs more of that Mm-hmm. Um, anything else about Don't Worry Darling, Lucia? Um, I don't think so. I just, I want it to be here. I want to watch it tomorrow. I know. <laughs> I wonder if we'll get it this year. <laughs> Fingers crossed at some point we do. Yeah. I know. It takes so long for movies to like come out. Like go, the whole process is such a long one. It really so. is. It's not like albums where they can just like write it in secret and then release <laughs> it at know. random to surprise you. It's like we know <laughs> when it is and then it's like, oh, we probably have another year. Like at least with the albums, uh-huh. we're like, maybe we'll get a Harry album like in the next couple months. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hope's low though. Mm. Um, so for our Black Lives Matter segment today, I wanted to recommend a book I'm reading. Um, so I've made this goal for myself to read a book a month in 2021, and I'm so far on track, which is exciting. Um, and right now I'm reading Memorial by Brian Washington, and I am, let's see, I, it looks like I'm almost halfway through it. I'm on page like 114. And uh, Brian Washington is a gay black man who's only 27 years old, which is wild that he wrote this book. And he had another book of short stories that was published called The Lot. Um, And actually, uh, A24, which is some sort of movie making company, has purchased the right to turn this book into a TV show. And Washington is the person who's going to be adapting his novel. So that's really exciting. Um, And I'm really, really liking the book so far. And I thought I would read the um inside cover for you guys if just to get you hooked a little bit um and maybe you want to pick it up as well benson and mike that sounds great yeah oh (laughs) that's okay (laughs) (laughs) um benson and mike are two young guys who live together in houston mike is a japanese american chef at a mexican restaurant and benson a black daycare teacher and they've been together for a few years good years but now they're not sure why they're still a couple. There's the sex, sure, and the meals Mike cooks for Benson, and, well, they love each other. But when Mike finds out his estranged father is dying in Osaka, just as his acerbic mother, Mitsuko, arrives in Texas for a visit, Mike picks up and flies across the world to say goodbye. In Japan, he undergoes an extraordinary transformation, discovering the truth about his family and his past. Back home, Mitsuko and Benson are stuck living together as unconventional roommates, an absurd domestic situation that leads Benson to a deeper understanding of family and himself. Benson begins to push outwards, realizing he might just know what he wants out of life and have the goods to get it. Both men will change in ways that will either make them stronger together or fracture everything they've ever known, and just maybe they'll all be okay in the end. Memorial is a funny and profound story about big first loves, family in all its forms becoming who you're supposed to be and the limits of love um and it's it's so much that it it's like all these like little tiny moments in such great detail that have such like emotional like deeper meaning like cooking food and like doing small like actions of love for other people like neighbors and friends and I don't know it's all these like snippet little snippets of life that like make this big story and I'm really really loving it so far 
Um, yeah, so I thought I would recommend it. Um, Sounds really good. Yeah, it was the Good Morning America Book Club book. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how I found it, though. I feel like I saw it on Twitter or something. And I was like, yes, this sounds like something I want to read. Um, love a good queer story. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to transition out of just reading fan fiction and <laughs> reading other books as well. So I was like, I can do queer stories. I can do those well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a recommendation today, Lucia? Um, I didn't really prepare one, but, um, the only thing that I can think of recently that, um, has been at all exciting is that Riverdale is back. Oh. So if any of you have watched that train wreck of a show and are missing (laughs) it, it's back and it is more of a train wreck than ever. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's possible. Like, after season two. I think that was enough for me. You did? Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. It (laughs) brings me so much joy. (laughs) (laughs) It got too much when, like, things stopped making sense. Where it's like, you could tell they didn't plan it in the beginning, and then it was unsatisfying. Like, (laughs) when you find out. They would just, like, make up random plot things. And then every episode, like, they're, like they'll just ch- like there's no con- continuity right. like like Veronica and her dad like one moment she's like I hate my dad and he should die and then the next moment she's like daddy I love you <laughs> and it's like very confusing yeah but I'm glad you're enjoying it it's a lot of fun my recommendation today is to get on that TikTok pasta trend the feta cheese <laughs> pasta 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 <laughs> yeah is that how you say I it i usually say pasta but i guess my canadian side oh, came okay. out um, <laughs> yeah i think when i was younger i said pasta a lot more but usually i say pasta um <laughs> get on the trend because the pasta that is the feta cheese with the tomatoes that's everywhere you can google it, the recipe it was freaking fantastic best thing i've ever made and it was so easy really? which is the the best part about it like you just put tomatoes and feta and like olive oil and like some pepper and salt in the oven and then smush it around uh-huh. and put pasta in it and it's done and it tastes like exquisite it's no joke a lot of times <laughs> tiktok recipes like aren't that good or you don't do it well but this is like no one can mess it up so highly highly recommend you know what's so funny about this tiktok feta pasta i am on tiktok all the time many many hours per week and you haven't seen it like more than i'm gonna say i have seen so many people talking about this tiktok (laughs) recipe outside of tiktok but not once has it come up on my for you i've seen at least like seven people do it on tiktok i don't know what that means i mean i think that i it could be something about like the algorithm like not showing me things that aren't vegan because it is an extremely sophisticated algorithm and i do get a lot of like vegan Mm. cooking stuff i'm sure there's a vegan version that could be it yeah i'm sure there is too or I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just so funny that I haven't seen it because I keep seeing everyone talk about this TikTok pasta and I'm like, I'm on TikTok for hours every day Dang. So, or every week. I'm I'm not going to tell you how often I'm on, <laughs> but it's a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So let us know what you guys thought of this episode. 
I hope you enjoyed our discussion into Harry movies. Uh, let us know what you think those outfits were about in Don't Worry Darling with the straight hair and the weird jeans. Um, mm -hmm. And any more info that you have on my policeman would love to get that. But no spoilers because I think right now I'm in the headspace of I don't want to know what happens before I see the movie. But that might change. I don't know. Maybe I'll read the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to episode 244 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Go to our Instagram, which is just Talk Direction. You can also follow us individually on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Lucia, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And, yeah, you can, what am I, <laughs> lost my place. <laughs> um, you can follow us on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash talk direction. Today we're going to be talking about Zane's Coors uh, commercial, Louis Wall's demo, some random questions I've prepared and potentially birthdays. We'll see how it goes. Um, so go check us out there. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, leave a review to help more people discover the show, and you can listen on SoundCloud. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 245. Bye. Bye. <laughs>